Welcome to the Aluminum Lining Podcast, the podcast where we talk about anything except for our day jobs. My name is Mac. I'm here with my dad. We have three days left in NaNoWriMo. Ooh, getting there, aren't we? Yes. Bobo? Yes? Have you prepared a haiku for us? I have. You want to hear it? No, I just wanted to know that you <laughs> had written one. Good, because <laughs> I didn't really. Read your dang haiku, old okay. man. <laughs> 50,000 words. Our tag team goal is in sight. Better together. Oh, that's really nice. Now I feel bad about mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mine is last push, almost done. Everyone has a sanctum? What's happening here? Are you going to explain that? Or I don't know if we've actually talked about that in the podcast at all. Yeah. So, I mean, at first, everybody kind of had an office and then all those offices sort of turned to sanctums. Yeah. So basically, everyone has a basement and in that basement, they have a sanctum. Which has a crystal that ties into the veins of crystal that mm-hmm. run through the town and provide and that's how people mystical get powers. Magic. And I kind I I kind of ended up just hanging a lantern on it in our writing. But yeah, I was like reading and I was like, "Hey, how many sanctums am I trying to keep track of at this point?" <laughs> but I was like, "Someone needs to do something secretive. They go away to their sanctum. Someone else needs to do something secretive. Where are they at? Their sanctum." Hmm. Well, I mean, Merlin, we haven't. I don't know if you've done anything in your last bit of writing, but I don't think we've actually mentioned a sanctum for him or. For Cordelia, Cordelia kind of has this other dimension greenhouse. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. I think that counts as a as a. I think that counts as a sanctum. Okay, and I, uh, I don't know if you've thought of this at all. I I recently gave it some thought, but haven't really done anything with it. I talked about skeins. I think that's how it's pronounced. Of power in the sky, but uh-huh. haven't really done anything with that because i was kind of thinking of two magic sources that from the earth there's the crystal and in the sky there's these skeins that are basically oh fun uh lines of power or whatever that crisscross the sky does lightning come from those lines maybe i have taken something of a different approach in my most recent section of writing (laughs) oh the things i'm just so happy to hear when i haven't read anything and i'm starting writing tomorrow night uh yeah so i have about uh four thousand words left to write before i'm caught up so it's turned into a regular nanorimo for you now uh no because this time last year as you recall i had like fifteen thousand words left to write so no, sorry, 12,000, 13,000. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not like last NaNoWriMo. It is not. The thing is, okay, so I logged on, if you recall, this is not my fault because I logged on to write at 2 a.m., which is my primo writing time, mm-hmm. and somebody was still writing. No. And oh. it wasn't me. <laughs> well, it wasn't that late. I think it was around midnight here, so it would have been one o'clock there. I logged on and I sat there and I looked at your word count because I had logged on earlier, like sometime after midnight. I logged on and I was like, oh, he's got a lot to go. Mm. And then I sat there and I read your stuff for a bit. And then I was like, this might be putting pressure on him. And then I logged off for a bit and then I logged back on and I was like, oh, he's tired just based on his words per minute. <laughs> his words per minute are in the negative for some reason. <laughs> What? He's he's falling asleep and he's leaning on the delete button. No. <laughs> the whole story's gone. Um, 
Yeah, so, and then you logged off, and I was being funny because my dad miscalculated, and he logged off about 100 words short. Yes, yes. And so I texted him thinking he had already gone to bed, and he would find it in the morning and be like, what? No. Um, But he found it that night, and then he logged back on, and it was just the saddest, slowest typing, and I was like, go to bed. You're done. Yeah, I was done. I had already already (laughs) laid down to go to sleep because I was typing in bed, so I just put my computer down, settled in for sleep, and then I get a text message, and then so I felt guilty, so I'm trying to log on, and it's like, (laughs) uh, It was just like, no, well, and we've been writing, like, what is it, 33 extra words a day? Uh, Something like that. So I was like, you know what? Like, that's gonna, like, we have the extra words, just go to bed. That was my thinking. And also, I had already started writing, and I didn't want you to mess up my situation. But now, I realize, like, all the bonus words basically get taken off your last writing session. (laughs) So my dad only has to write 4,000 words during his next writing session, and I have to write 5,100 words. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'm not starting writing till tomorrow night, so if you need to write during the day tomorrow, go ahead. And I'm like, you better. I deserve it. I deserve to go ahead and do that. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I wasn't meaning it to sound like, oh, this magnanimous gesture. It was just that I'm... No, 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 no. I just... No, you're missing the point. The point is, I was like, yeah, as if it was somehow your fault that you only have to write 4,000 words. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that last bout of writing, for some reason, I got it in my head that I had to write 5,000, not 5,100. And Mm -hmm. so when I got to 40,700, I thought I was done when I should have went to 40,800. So I actually might leave you an extra hundred words, depending on how my writing goes today. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. And, you know, like, remember how we talked last year about how, like, you're ahead one day and then the next day that's just, like, gone so fast? I was like, well, how many words would we have to write if I just even, like, if I just balanced it out? Right. Um, Because I have to write 5,100 words and you have to write... 4,100 words, yeah. Yeah, so it, it works out... To, or no, sorry, I have to write, oh, I did my math wrong, that's why. Well, that explains why I was so upset for nothing. So, basically, as we're writing 700 words, your ending point, or we write 5,100 words each time, so our ending point always goes up by 100. So, I wrote 35,700, you should have written 4,800, like 40,800, and then mine will be 45,900. Yeah. But in my head, I was like, okay, I have to write 5,900 words, and oh. he has to write 4,000 words, and I'm like, oh, well, let's just average it out. I'm like, we still have to write 5,000 words apiece, but that was just really bad math. Really bad math. It was early this Nano morning when I made math. that calculation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how do you think the story is going? Do you think we're going to hit the end of it? Hmm. I think we could. I just, I got a little too into the pantsing and I wasn't really looking ahead (laughs) all that much Mm -hmm. because there was a whole nother group of characters. Well, I mean, I'd consider the group kind of almost one character. I wasn't really going to have backstories for everybody, but there was another group I was going to introduce and I still might. I it just depends on how things go. Dad? Yes? If you introduce a new group with 4,000 words left to go in the novel, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a bit annoyed with you. <laughs> okay, but... If we don't get to end fairness, our story, we could... Yeah, no. I mean, that that's... I think we'd still be able to end the story, but um, my thinking is is that this this story has 
potential to be a serial, right? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's kind of like I, at the end of a story where some cool person shows up but doesn't really get any airtime because it's just kind of setting up the next story. And Dad, I love your forward-thinking attitude. I do. However, sometimes you have to walk before you can run, and I just want to finish a story. Okay. Well, what if I introduce them in the uh, epilogue or prologue? Epilogue. Epilogue. Okay. Maybe I'll Um, have them show up at the epilogue. I don't know. You do whatever you want in the epilogue because that's outside of the 50,000 words. You follow your... Oh, did we... I will tell you right now. Can I just tell you, like, the Cole's notes of what I wrote today? Sure. The pawn shop burned to the ground and Bart died. (gasps) (laughs) Wow. So you've killed off two characters in this story that you want all light and fluffy, and I have killed off zero. (laughs) True. However, I will say that... We live in a world of magic and fantasy, and no one's really dead, are they? Unless they are. Hmm. Yeah, so currently, I haven't written this part yet, they're currently still doing recon, but Roan and Sam are basically going to try and trap Olivia in one of those trailers. Oh, okay. It's funny, because we haven't really mapped out our magic system or basically anything so it's like how does this work how does this work and it's like i don't know just throw it in there like that thing you did with the tokens where chester had to accept the token mm-hmm. and it's like well we never discussed it and we never which i think is great like it it has a way of fleshing out a story because you know there's something to it but and and that's what mm-hmm. i've heard other writers say is that you don't have to explain everything but they do advise that you do know the under, <laughs> like you know how it works, even if you don't tell your readers how it works. Yeah, but Brandon Sanderson has been on record saying he doesn't think magic has to have rules, or maybe he was the opposite. You know what? Actually, now that I say that out I'm wrong. Well, today he's, a lot. he said initially said opposite, that he, he, yeah, initially he was on when he was younger. He said he was on some kind of panel about writing, and. Um, Someone asked about that, and he said, "Yeah, well, of course." He does that. Like he just assumed that everybody else had rules to their magic system and everything, and a bunch of other people mm-hmm. are like, "No, you don't." <laughs> well, and I think too, from the perspective of players having limited on un- or players, I ran, I ran a RPG, a one shot yesterday, so um, that's where my brain <laughs> is at. Which is why I got no writing done because I thought it was going to take three hours, and it took like six. Hmm. But I had so much fun. So instead of writing, you were playing role-playing games. You were Patrick Rothfussing things. Uh, No, because (laughs) I I have a deadline for my writing. That's true. I have a deadline for my writing that I fully intend to meet. Unlike certain authors. Patrick Rothfuss. Stop stop using my podcast to dunk on Patrick Rothfuss. No, but I, it was so much fun. I had so much fun and the players were great. And I just want to tell everyone, like I ran a game with four brand new players that had never played Monster of the Week before. One of them had played D&D before, but the rest of them were all brand new and they totally like played with their whole hearts and it was awesome and I loved it so much. So if your friends ask you to play an RPG, you should do it because it's a great, great time. That's cool. And we all wore Christmas sweaters, except for Hope who forgot her Christmas sweater. And her boyfriend, who she forgot to tell to bring a Christmas sweater. <laughs> so <laughs> three out of five of us, did. <laughs> that's pretty good. 60%. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I saying? 
you were talking about why you're oh mind the with um yeah no um with uh characters that have limited understandings of other characters i feel like we don't necessarily we have the rules of the like magic veins under the town Mm -hmm. with these crystals in it and then beyond that i'm like okay we know where it comes from just because people store that energy differently doesn't mean we have to explain every different method of storage yeah yeah no and i wasn't saying that we had to explain it i was just saying that if if we understand it, like if we have sat down and said the magic works this way and, and you know, some of the rules and politics of the town, if we know that, then it, then it uh, prevents us from falling into the, um, oh, what do they call that? Uh, the super fun de- writing time. Deus ex machina, where a story just, the cavalry just shows up and saves the day without any lead into it. Yeah. Like if Merlin suddenly pulls this magic spell out of his out of his back pocket that just sets everything right, it kind of You can of, say butt on the podcast, Dad. Oh, yeah, well. Out of his butt pocket. <laughs> where, Gross. He, <laughs> where he's also <laughs> storing his his prison pen. <laughs> yeah, I and I think like I think too though, like you can retroactively do a lot of that. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. We're just doing a first draft anyways, so we can... Well, and I think, too, it's like, okay, just because you have to know how it works doesn't mean you have to know how it works at the beginning of your story. Hmm. Right? And I, and I think, for me, it's like, if I let myself get bogged down by all this world building and having to know every single thing, I would never start my stories because it would just be super, super overwhelming for me. Yeah, and that so is a trap. once I've... You can fall into is the uh, the world building becomes so fascinating or feels so necessary that yeah you don't or even tedious because where mm, do you stop yeah you're like okay I know how the magic works okay I know the oh man I know all the rules for the geology group and the running group and I know their <laughs> Facebook admin policies and I know this and oh man I should have a list of the bylaws for the town and it's like no start a folder with your bylaws and as they come in handy add the bylaws <laughs> into your folder so you can reference them later like I should really make a wiki so everybody on the podcast can follow along with <laughs> yeah I, I do really feel that way. I really feel like if if you are finding some aspect of the writing process to be paralyzing for you, find a workaround. Mm-hmm. And for me, the best thing is like, I just want to write. I want to get into the brain of my character or characters. I want to have them walk around the space that I'm creating for them. And then I will figure out the other stuff later. Yeah. And I think prior to that, prior to having like bigger bigger pieces of writing, because I've, I've said this a million times, but I really struggled writing long form. I, I could write flash fiction, I could write short stories, but writing anything longer than like 10,000 words was really, really hard for me. And part of the reason for that was because I would get so overwhelmed, I would just stop writing. Mm. And, and I think I'm, I'm the opposite is I find it more paralyzing with limitless possibilities in front of me. So if I've mm-hmm. done some outlining and some world building it gives me a a framework to work within but yeah it's i I think you just have to recognize that you're gonna have to do the work it's a matter of whether you're doing the work beforehand or afterwards um yeah because if if you don't have any framework or any outline in anything you're probably going to have a, a lot more work to do in the editing process for sure and i think too like sometimes people almost feel like it's cheating if you go back and add 
foreshadowing or hints or tie things like thematically tie things in by going back and adding them once you've already finished the story <laughs> but it's like the reader doesn't know that yeah the uh, to me that's thinks, fleshing wow, out that's so you, you do yeah. a, if you're doing a painting and you do an initial painting and then you add a little touch here or there or whatever that's that's just making it a more complete work. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a different way of doing things, and mm -hmm. it's not wrong as long as it works for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But I guess my point is, like, if it's not working for you, just try something else. Absolutely. It'll be okay. And you know what? You can try something, and if you don't like it, you don't have to keep doing it. So if you're really struggling with outlining, then, you know, discovery write for a bit, and you don't have to write anything excellent on your first try you don't even have to like the process of doing it but just try it and see if you can find some kind of compromise that works for you yeah and if you're finding and in, and if you do outline and you find you know some inspiration hits you don't be afraid to deviate from that outline if if you're mm -hmm. finding a better way to a better way to go mm -hmm. so anyway everybody just write i just believe in you so much mm -hmm. and just write yeah you can do it if we can do it, you can do it. Exactly. I have one more thing I would like to talk about, Dad, before we wrap up the podcast. Uh-oh. I don't like the tone of your <sighs> voice. <laughs> do you remember, perhaps, what you said to me and what we used as the promotional audio clip for our last podcast? No. Okay, well, I'll give you a hint. You were like, I have this really cool idea, but I'm not going to tell you about yes. it. And I was like, you might not get a chance to do your cool idea if you don't tell me. And you're like, that's part of the fun. That's the gamble I'm taking. I feel like it's cheating if I tell you my ideas. And then I caved and I totally caved. Yes. Yes, I do. So why don't you tell the story of what happened? All right. Well... Uh, Max started writing and I, uh, I pulled up Google Docs and read some of what she wrote and I realized that my big reveal <laughs> wasn't going to work if she continued on the path she was going on. I When I was writing this part, I thought I had more words to work. Like I thought I'd be able to get cover more ground than I actually did. And so I thought I was going to be able to set things up a little better than I actually did. And I did not. And I really, really wanted to <laughs> <laughs> to do my thing and so uh -huh. I caved and called Mackenzie and told her what the reveal was and so she had to go back and change a bit to make it work uh yes so the moral of the story if this was going to be a headline it would be charitable daughter goes back <laughs> after she had finished her writing for the day to rework something so that Bobo could have his reveal that he was cagey about at the beginning. Yes, it's true. <sighs> oh, that, that, so sweet. It is. Mm, mm, I love being right. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's a great place to leave it, me being right. <laughs> Uh, we'll check in with you, my dear, sweet internet friends, when we're done our story and let you know how it went and if we finished it. Yeah, um, you can find all my content at aluminumlinings.com. I have a podcast I do with my mom called Hey Mom, Hey Mac. I have a blog. I have various internet machinations. Um, and uh, yeah. And you're getting it. into game mass. What do you call it? Keeper? Yeah, like GMing. So Game Master, Dungeon Master, as far as I understand it, is typically reserved for D&D. &D, and I don't play D&D. &D. I play an urban monster hunting game called Monster of the Week. 
Um, and yeah, I just ran a Christmas one shot with my friends. That was so fun. And that was the second time I've run it. So now I'm, I am opening it up and I will be running it professionally, which is scary. Question mark. Um, but I'll put, if you're interested, I'll put the link to that in, in the description of this video. Thanks dad for my self promotion. No problem. Do you want to say the ending this time? Bye. Don't talk to strangers unless you want to make new friends. Close enough. See you next time. <laughs>